Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer, and broadcaster, and I've interviewed roughly 1,400 celebrities over a 30-year period for all major media outlets in Ireland. However, between the years 1990 and 2000 in particular, when I worked as an arts correspondent for the Irish Times, I was very aware of my social responsibilities as a cultural historian of sorts. Now, I know that sounds pretentious, so let me put it another way. I myself came of age as a kid during the Beatles era, from the time I heard their first single Love Me Do in 1962, which didn't impress me that much, to the time they released their final albums, Let It Be, which was okay, although overproduced by Phil Spector, I thought, even at the time, and Abbey Road, which to me was their masterpiece, if only in the sense that Side 2 contained a song cycle that matched even those of Schubert. And so, a quarter century later, as I sat in a recording studio in London with none other than the overall architect of that song cycle, the Beatles producer George Martin, I knew that what I was getting on tape was a slice of not only my own cultural history, but the cultural history of my generation, and arguably future generations, given that the best of the Beatles' creations, such as the album Abbey Road, are timeless. So, what follows is a section from my 90-minute conversation with George Martin, where he tells me, from his perspective, the story of the evolution of the album Let It Be, and how it led to Abbey Road. By the way, if you want to read some of my articles about pop music, check out joejacksoninterviewer.com. And if you want to be informed of when I will post more sections from this George Martin interview, you can, of course, subscribe to this podcast on your favourite podcast server or on YouTube. Enjoy. Well, you had to apply some order to it. I mean, there's the strong argument that when Let It, Let it Be turned into a shambles, they got rid of you then, didn't they? And did it, did it on their own they, or whatever? They didn't get rid of it. Oh, did they not? Sorry. Uh, what happened was, you could say they, they got rid of Paul. Um, the story of Let It Be was that um, John was going through a very difficult time and uh, he, he was having rows with everybody. Right. With He and Yoko had going through their intense, intense relationship where they were excluding everybody else. Okay. And they were against the whole world, including the rest of the Beatles, George oh, and right. Ringo, they were having fights. And he actually said to me, in doing this album, I don't want any of production shit. I want this to be a real, honest album. I said, what do you mean by that then, John? <laughs> he said, I don't want any overdubbing a voice. It's going to be live. I don't want any of your editing. I don't want any special effects. He said, we're going to do this as an honest album, like a real performance. I said, fine, if you can do that, let's do that. Right, okay. And we tried to do that, and we never really did it well, because on every take there was something that was a little bit wrong, and I said, All right. you know, the bass is a bit out of tune right. on the third right. bar, the voice right. could be better. Right. Uh, we could, it would, wouldn't take two ticks to fix, John. No, we we'll do it again, we'll do it again. So we went on to take 53, you know, all right. ridiculous. All right. And in the end, the album became, in order to make an album at all, I was working with um, a new engineer, because they got rid of Emmerich, uh, Glenn Johns, very good engineer. Oh, Glenn Johns, right. He was a producer and engineer. And we decided to put it together like a, a factual documentary record. And I said, the only way we can make anything of this is let it out with all warts and all, right. with countings right. and, right. and straggly endings that don't that disappear and sure. nothing happens to them, and say, this is the Beatles at work, and it's live up. Right, right. And that was how I produced the album. The album was finished. Okay. And nothing happened to it. 
And I thought, what was happening? You know, what, there was this uneasy silence right. where they were still fighting amongst themselves sure. in terms of money and so on. I didn't hear for a while, a while. And then, then suddenly Paul rings me up and says, we really want you to make a, a real album with us. Right. And I said, uh, only if I'm allowed to do it the way I did. I, I don't, don't want to work again like I did before. Okay. If we can do this, we'll do it properly. And he said, no, we really all do want to do that. I said, do you really mean it? So I'll come back in the studio. We did, and we made Abbey Road. Right. And everybody worked very harmoniously. It was fine. After Abbey Road was made, after Abbey Road was made, Paul rings me up one day and says, do you know what John's done? I said, no, no. He said, he's taken all those tapes we did. And he's taken them to America, and Alan Klein's running in now. Sure. And they're working with Phil Spector. And Paul hadn't heard about it until, right. he, and right. until he rang me up. And he was horrified, and so was I. And John did then all the things that he said he wasn't going to do, overdub voice, put on heavenly choirs, sure. put on strings and all sorts of garbage. And John did that or Phil Spector did it? I thought Spector usually gets the credit for putting all those heavenly Wagner-esque well, choirs Phil, on Phil the Spector long did, but John went along with it, obviously. Right, right. What did you think of that production? I thought it was... A, of... Well, when they asked me to have my name removed from the album that I'd made, because he oh, took okay. my original tracks and worked on them. Right, right. I said, well, there's only one way for me to give a credit, get a credit on this. He used to say it was produced by George Martin and overproduced by Phil <laughs> I don't remember seeing that on the and album. They, did, they didn't put it on. <laughs> Hi, Joe Jackson here again. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast. Don't forget, you can read some of my articles on my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com.